Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today we have with us Timothy and Joanna Dowdle. They are a husband and wife team who co-authored the book, The I Ching Oracle. This book is a guide through the human maze and is designed to help the reader find their way through complexities and challenges of everyday life. Timothy and Joanna show the reader how to consult the I Ching Oracle and receive clear answers to important questions. We are super excited to talk to them and to learn more about the I Ching. Thank you so much for joining us, you guys. Welcome. Hello. Hi, I'm Shanna. Nice to meet you. Hello. Hello. Nice how, how does the picture you. look? Great. Oh, y'all look wonderful. Okay, the lighting's okay then. Yeah, it looks like you guys have the sun behind you. Uh, that, that's the light in the, in the cellar. Ooh, in the oh, in the cellar. Yeah. Nice. What's the cellar? <laughs> that is the quietest place. It's also the best place because it's the wine cellar. So yeah. Oh, yeah. you don't like anything to drink here. <laughs> it really does look you have the sun behind you. And this morning... I woke up with the song, Here Comes the Sun, by the Beatles. Here comes the sun, doo 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 doo. And I <laughs> was singing it all morning to my kids. Well, that's great. <laughs> well, well you're, you're all far away in Colorado. Well, we're in a kind of different world here because we're, we're living in the far north of the Netherlands. Ooh. It's kind of different world from where you are. As far as I understand, in Colorado, you have this amazing landscape of mountains. Yeah. Do you live close to the mountains of, or further east or further west? We live in the plains, but we see the full mountain range. And okay. so it takes like maybe 30 minutes to get to the mountains or the oh, hills. Right, yes. so, but you're living on the eastern Colorado. Plains. Yes, yeah. The mountains are far enough away, so you can still see the sunset Yes. At a certain point behind the mountain range. Yes. Every night, yes. You did some social work over in the U.S. for a long time. Where were you guys at? Well, we were in a few different places. Most of the time we were in North Carolina. Okay. And that was, that was a great experience there. But we also spent some time in uh, Ohio and briefly in Maryland and also briefly in Texas. So we traveled around and we... It was a great experience. And, oh, we, were, uh, we were also in, in Oregon, for, Oregon for three weeks. That's great. That um, was the start. You know, I just wanted to say that I have an overwhelming like sense of gratitude for having you guys on today for, for many reasons. Number one, I feel like I know I'm going to be a student today. I can't wait to hear about your book and about the I Ching. And so I just, I feel so grateful. So thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Well, I can only say thanks very much for having us. We, we appreciate it very much. And you guys are adorable. You're like the cutest couple in your cellar ever. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you guys been together? Um, we've been together now for this year. It will be 35 years. That we work together and 33 years that we have been officially married. Congratulations. Thank you. 
Did the I Ching help you guys in your marriage? <laughs> That's a great question, but actually we never consulted the I Ching about our relationship. Somehow the relationship was given. Mm -hmm. uh, if we consulted the I Ching, it was really to, to find our way through the world, to find a pathway. That, that was how we did it. Uh, well, let's talk about the I Ching Oracle. What is it? Let's just start there. Well, the I Ching is a Chinese classic. It was compiled and written about a thousand years BC. It's one of the oldest books in the world. It is an oracle. You can ask it a question. You can consult the oracle and the oracle will give you information and guide you through whatever situation you're in. That is the essence of it, I suppose. Do we know who wrote the Ching? Well, according to traditional scholars, King Wen and his son, the Duke of Chu, really compiled the 64 hexagrams and came with a written text. The 64 hexagrams each have a text that King Wen and his son put to the hexagram. So everything that they wrote is actually an explanation of what is happening in a hexagram. So it is actually a, a collection of archetypal situations. So all of these situations are situations that everybody experiences. It's a little bit similar to tarot in that sense. So in your book offers a method to interpret this, these hexagrams, is that right? Yeah, with our book, you can consult the oracle you can ask the oracle a question. The whole idea is that you can find a pathway through life. You might be in a situation where you're confused or you can't see the way forward. And you, you ask the oracle, how do I get through this? What kind of solution can I find? And the oracle will give you information about the situation you're in and also give you information about the situation it will transform into mm -hmm. so you can see into your future your personal future and, and find a, a way forward that is the whole principle of, of consulting the oracle i really loved the word maze a guide through the human maze is designed to help the reader find a way through the complexities and challenges of everyday life. Because when I was looking in your book, I did, I felt like it was like this maze. And I think that's a perfect way to describe life. I mean, we all know life can be tough. It is tough. It's not easy. It's not a picnic. So the whole point of the art of divination is kind of a golden tool you can use to see into your future, find a way to overcome uh, whatever difficulties you're in. How did the I Ching land in your hands? I know it was like this common thread that brought the two of you together. How did the I Ching end? It was, in fact, that was via me. I got it from a friend. You see, word of mouth is sometimes very uh, important with these oracles. Uh, my friend had a copy of the translation that Richard Wilhelm made of the I Ching, uh, translated in Dutch. And she showed that to me and she demonstrated to me how the oracle worked. 
At that point, I had hardly heard of oracles. And I was, of course, immediately fascinated because I asked a question and the answer to that question was uh, surprisingly on the dot. And when I was back at home, at a certain point, I found the book. I bought the book and then I started doing it for myself. And when Tim and I met, consulted it together with Tim about a number of issues. And that's how we uh, started with the I Ching together. So I brought the I Ching into our relationship and then we teamed up. And thanks to the fact that I could find an English translation that is the same Richard Wilhelm, but translated into English by Carrie Baines, I got hold of that. Tim could also participate and that really brought it alive because then we started using it as a guide. Yeah, and that's a really interesting point because I remember that when we started consulting the I Ching, we were living in a situation that we weren't exactly happy with, kind of life we had. We consulted the oracle and we got the indication from the oracle that best thing we can do is leave it. So what we did is we uh, we got hold of a van and put a few things in it and just took to the road. We just headed out and gave up the place we were living in and, and went traveling. From then on, we, we just used the oracle. Yeah, we can put it like that. It was some sort of quest, yeah. you can say. And then we arrived somewhere did some things and then set out again and uh, that continued for a number of years and that is how we uh, came to live in a number of countries uh, in the Netherlands. We traveled and stayed for a while in Greece, not settled but in the van and then we came back to the Netherlands and went to the UK, lived there for a while, came back to the Netherlands. All kind of um, started to realize we were kind of sent on a journey. And that journey led through these several countries and several homes, because it was all a journey in order to learn and to learn to, to use this oracle because it was clearly the idea is by living it, you could make it more clear for other people, especially people here, here in the West, because yeah, all these Chinese metaphors, that's all very fine, but it is fairly cryptic. And what we have done in this book is combine the Chinese wisdom, and then run it through our own experience with the various uh, hexagrams, the various situations as described in the I Ching. And the result of that after all these years is the, this book, the descriptions that we have in this book. Along with the Oracle, 
did this expand this divination? Because I know a lot of times when I am very connected to things and say I do go to like the tarot or something for divination, for answers, I even like rock readings. I feel like that's just the beginning. Then I start seeing signs and synchronicity, have these little hints and validations from the universe. Yeah, synchronicity. Yeah, there's so many examples in the I Ching. You have hexagram 49, the revolution. Now, that is a, a situation where you really want a change of lifestyle, maybe a change of location. When you're ready for it, when you really want it, and you're prepared to give things up, move on, change, then that's where the synchronicity comes in. Because then things in the outside world start to develop in such a way that you can link up to them. So an opportunity comes up from the outside world very surprisingly, but just when you're ready to grab it. So that's the synchronicity aspect. So when you're consulting these, these oracles, it, it's really alive, it's your life. If you get a hexagram like uh, 55, which is abundance, then, then, then you experience some abundance in your life. It's real. So mm -hmm. you can see when you consult the oracle what you're going to experience. And the great thing about it is that it increases your, your self-awareness mm -hmm. because you become more aware of what kind of person you are and what kind of world you're in, what kind of situations you're in. So it's really an amazing yeah, guide, really. In I love that. Um, you had mentioned that it had 64. Is it still 64 in your book? Or have you guys channeled any other? No, it's, it's absolutely 64 because it's a, it's a perfect mathematical model. Okay. Because uh, what happens is, to be a little bit technical about this, uh, eight trigrams. A trigram consists of three horizontal lines. Okay. Eight trigrams combine to form 64 hexagrams. It's, it's, it's absolutely mathematical. There's no other way it can be done. So what we've done with our book is we've simply taken the 64 hexagrams and all the lines of the hexagrams, and we describe what each hexagram means in terms of being a real-life situation. So it's an archetypal situation. If you take a tarot card, a tarot card is often some kind of situation, archetypal situation. Well, a hexagram is very similar. It's also an archetypal situation. All of these hexagrams are scenes from real life. What we've done with our book is we've written descriptions of the hexagrams based on the experience we had when we received the hexagrams. I don't know if that makes sense to you. We had on Kim Kranz, who is an author and the artist of the Wild Unknown decks. And here in America, it's like a bestseller. Yeah, we, we listen to that. Amazing. Do you hear her talk yeah, about we, her deck that she's coming out with? A hexagon deck. And because she visioned a honeycomb. And what another thing that's very interesting is she also compared this younger generations as a hexagon. 
been seeing this a lot, but so many people are receiving things and they don't even know where they come from. And they're actually, you know, ancient knowledge or something. And you're like, wow, I can't believe they wrote about this, you know, in BC and I'm receiving this and I'm just a suburban mother. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. But I did listen to, to the podcast and I was very interested in what she was saying when she was in the church and, and she was putting the pictures together for her deck yeah, and the kind of life it. she's had when she went to the concentration camp where Anne Frank was. And I listened to that and, and I thought, well, this is a really special person. I really uh, enjoyed that. Yeah, she's coming out with that hexagon deck in the spring. Okay. That is a deck. Uh, the cards of the deck, I, I, I grasp that they're in the shape of hexagrams. Eh? Yeah. Because that is the idea of the shape of the, the honey, the honey grits yeah. in, a, in, a, in a beehive. Yeah. Uh, the I Ching hexagrams don't have that. They are called hexagrams because they are patterns of six horizontal lines. And that is what Tim talked about before. Uh, they're combinations of trigrams of uh, three lines. Well, and that, that's interesting because a hexagram, if you say the word, you know, a hexagram sounds very geometrical, very abstract. Mm -hmm. But actually, once yeah. you get into it and you really look at these hexagrams, they actually have a visual quality. It's not as amazingly visual as, say, a tarot card, but mm -hmm. they, they, they are visual. So if you look at a hexagram, you can see the hexagram is a combination of two trigrams. But when you look further into it, it also has an inner hexagram of two more trigrams. And each trigram is an energy that's characteristic of a certain situation. So you have the trigram flowing water, the energy in the situation. It's a situation that's really moving, that has a certain power. And then you have another hexagram that's called Ken keeping still. It's in the shape of a mountain. That's a situation that's really static, that on the face of it, where there's nothing happening. So uh, in other words, if you really look at hexagrams in depth, they do have a visual quality that, yeah, is similar to tarot. Sacred geometry period just fascinates me in any way. I mean, and I hate mathematics. In fact, I made a new word. So it's not mathematical, it's mathematical. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is the magic in, in mathematics because I mean I mean I'm lousy at mathematics, but if if you read the, if you read the Greeks, I mean the, the old Greeks, Pythagoras, Plato, for the Greeks, the mathematics had a magic because yeah. numbers were timeless. Speaking of numbers, I was looking up the numerology behind 64 and wow, it's so beautiful because, you yeah. know, six, six is the perfect balance between material aspects and the spiritual. Uh, four is stability and balance. And then if you add six and four together, you get 10, which breaks down to one. one. And guess what one is? It's the sun. Yeah, it's a spiritual it, it, number. Yeah. Unity, of course. Be, yeah, the yeah. one. one. I have. I've never looked at it that way. So, 
That's a result of a certain mathematic reasoning. Of course, one with the sun, because that takes us back to the beginning of our conversation, that it looks like the sun is right behind you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, right. Now, and, and also hexagram one in the I Ching is the symbol of heaven, the timeless place, uh, what is what they call the old golden land. It's the, the great beyond. You want to know what's interesting about that is when I had my near-death experience and felt like I had, well, and I crossed over, I was seeing gold flakes all around my brother who had passed away all around him in his aura. Wow. Yeah. That's the gold, yeah. Yeah. The golden land. One is also the number for creation, for the creator. And mm. interestingly enough, number one is also the yeah. number of the card in Tarot, the magician, who is also capable of creating, who can channeling, can be channeling the creative in his power of, of influence and in his power of creating things. I always find that everything is so connected. Did you see yes. things very similar to, say, other cultures and their belief systems? Because I have found that throughout everything that we have learned, that there's always some sort of like meshing. Of course, like there's so much separation because that's done by man. But I well, think originally you'll find so many similarities. I think that's great. I mean, that takes us back to the whole notion of archetypal situations because yeah. you're looking at situations that we all share and experience so you have in the I Ching you have a hexagram about exhaustion you have a hexagram about joy you have a hexagram about conflict you have a hexagram about endurance so all of these hexagrams are all archetypal situations that, that we all experience so it's impossible to um, to really divide mankind, it's impossible to divide mankind because human experience is all the same. We all share the same human experience. And yeah. that, that is why these oracles work, because it doesn't matter whether you live in Hong Kong or London or Vancouver, if you consult the oracle, you will have the same experience because you're all human people and that, that, that's the way it works. The only trouble is that when you start uh, codifying an, uh, an oracle, that you do that through the filter of your own culture. So of course the I Ching was codified by uh, Chinese and therefore through the filter of their culture. And Richard Wilhelm tried to make a blend of it but there's the emphasis on the Chinese. And we have tried to take it a step further and with due respect to what it was and without diverting from that, nevertheless, put the whole world through the Western filter so that it, the same archetype could be understood by Westerners. Mm. But it is the same like archetype that. And we all experience it. You have a choice that you'll come to in life where you can 
move forward and shed the conditions that the world have put on you, like religion, you know, there's all kinds of them, like as a female, what you're supposed to be. I know for me personally, I got a lot of people telling me that using the Oracle in any way whatsoever would bring in negative energy and that it's of the dark spirit. It seems to be that I was faced with the choice of okay, I'm going to shed some friends and some people in my life because according to them, me using these guides is dark. And I've chose to stand courageous in the fact that I do not believe that, nor have I ever received any darkness from any sort of oracle. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think that's, that's really interesting what you're saying because what we understand from the I Ching oracle, you have the whole panorama of 64 hexagrams all of these are different real life situations and what happens is that you go through these situations during your lifetime because through doing so you develop as an individual so the whole point is it's about uh, being an authentic individual an authentic individual is a free thinker an authentic individual hasn't signed up to a, a particular authority. Uh, so what happens is that when you choose to be free, when you choose to be a free human being, to think for yourself, to think individually, then inevitably you will leave some people behind who don't share that awareness. And I think that's that's what happens. But that's yeah, okay. Like the evolution. That's what I getting when you were talking, Joanna, is that for the times, you know, so many people may even read some old scripture and not get it. And I and I understand. <laughs> I'm one of them. Right now I'm reading the Pistis Sophia. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Pistis Sophia, but it's an old scripture. And I'm like, huh? What? What the heck is she talking about? Sometimes it is better to reach people today by, you know, because we have evolved. And that's what I've been saying forever. I mean, we amend, you know, things in our constitution here in America to fit the times. Like somebody needs to amend some of these old scriptures so that we understand them or they're more for today. Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. So I, I, I think that, yeah, once again, here we are. We're, we're born into this world. We're born into a society, into a culture. But it's up to us to develop as individuals. And that means that you need to be free of the collective consciousness, really kind of the, any hive mentality. You have to be free of that and, and just stand on your own and find your way forward and check things out and don't believe what anybody says to you. Just Check it out for yourself. I agree with Mandy that if you come from a background where oracles and things like that are seen as coming from uh, the devil, from the dark side, um, then you have to really stand up and walk away from it. While there are other things in that culture that could be very worthwhile. Um, I myself, I'm, I come from a 
fairly down-to-earth background um, where they go to church, but they have trouble really believing in what is said in the church. Do I believe in God? Yes, Jesus is a historical figure, etc. But if you then come on board with oracles, uh, which is something that is based on a random process, but could tell you the truth, then they say, look, that's simply a heap of rubbish. And <laughs> although it is easier to walk away from, than it is to walk away from a tradition, you also have to stand up and say, okay, you think it's rubbish? I want to investigate it. And so from that point of view, I've said, I will spend my life testing out what is rubbish and what is not. Yes. In fact, I don't know if you know the term sleuth. It's like an investigator, you know. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. So yeah. yeah, just yesterday, because I'm doing, I'm like deep diving into this old scripture from like Nagamati and stuff. And this girl on this text said, we're like the spiritual sleuths. <laughs> I was like, we are. Jana, <laughs> I sent that to you like two months ago, remember? I know, and I told her that. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I love that name. Spiritual sleuths. Yeah. You really go down a lot of rabbit holes. Do you guys use any other tools for your guidance or do you always go to the I Ching? We also use the tarot. I, uh, I'd like to use uh, I Ching and tarot parallel because they each have their uh, own qualities. And for the rest, there is a way of reading omens. Uh, simply things that you see outside. I had a very, I have a very strong example from that. When we lived in France at a certain point, we wanted to move to the UK, back to the UK. Um, we found that we were more at home there than in France. And actually in the year, that we would be moving there, that we would be able, when we didn't know yet, but that we would be able to move to the UK. Um, and there was a flock of cranes, a kind of bird, and they were first circling over our house. They made about uh, three circles over our house, uh, above our house. And then they flew off in from where we lived, a northwesterly direction. And that was the UK. And that was for me a sign, yes, this year we'll move. And that happened. Wow, a and, flock of cranes. Oh, that must have been beautiful too. And what we see with uh, the combination of I Ching and Tarot together is that I Ching comes generally this is general outline. And if we want to have a very detailed roadmap, short term or sometimes longer term, then the tarot can sometimes give you the smaller steps. But the I Ching gives you the general outline. Although when you want to make a decision about something like, um, should I 
take this job, then I find the, the I Ching very useful. The I Ching simply gives an answer. And the I Ching I find more straightforward because with tarot cards, there are so many possible interpretations and yes. you have to learn to deal with that. Mm -hmm. uh, you have certain books that give them all sorts of possible interpretations, sometimes even contradictory, and I find that very difficult. Yeah. But on the, and, and the I Ching is much more from, yeah, from original onwards, like this is what it means. There's not I like that. that. You can, yeah, yeah. And, and that is my, uh, personally I say, if you want to start with oracles, the I Ching is more direct, and it's it's more like uh, this is what it means. And but tarot is very worthwhile. But I find that I could only get into that when my intuition was developed a bit further. Are there certain questions the readers have to ask the questions, or is you ask the I Ching anything you want? Uh, you can certainly ask anything you want that you feel is really important. It has to be important, obviously. So, so intention. Yeah, it certainly it has to have. You have to have a, a clear desire or hope or deep wish that is very sincere and very important to you. Let me think of an example. You might be in a situation that you, you're not totally happy with. You, you might feel unfulfilled you might feel lost you you need to to find your way out of it you come with a sincere question of how can i come through this what what can i do to change this situation all fundamental questions you can ask and you will receive an answer that will give you the necessary information to understand what's happening the I Ching, is, does it mean the Book of Change translation? It, it, yeah, sure. Uh, the I Ching or Book of Change, is, it's because the whole series of hexagrams, which are, as we said, archetypal real-life situations, they're all in a process of change. So one hexagram is changing into another. So that's why it's called the Book of Changes. I love that. I mean, so many people get so stuck, you know, and don't want to change and it's like the seasons change, we change, we grow, we never don't. That impermanence, which is probably much of King Wen and his son's practice. Well, yeah, that's right. It, it's amazing if you look at the I Ching, if you look through some of the hexagrams, uh, you often find that situations where people uh, are faced with change and they don't want it, or they find difficulty coping with the prospect of change. Maybe they have a lifestyle that is coming to an end that can't continue. So they have to move on. They have to develop into something new. So this is, this is the whole point of change is because change is, is kind of almost the engine of development because through change, we, we grow. We evolve as people, and therefore the Book of Changes illustrates how we can do that. So if you consult it, you can follow the possibility of changes that will actually 
help you to develop as an individual. That's kind of the point of it. I'm going to ask you, and please feel free to say no. Can you give us a demonstration? Like Shanna could maybe ask a question. Oh, wow. That's difficult to do because okay. we, we, we don't give consultations because what we always say is, is it's much it's, it's really important for the individual to consult the oracle, him or herself. Okay, okay good to know. Uh, the whole point is if, if you have the oracle, you can consult it independently of anybody else. That's the whole meaning of it. But, okay. you know, uh, so but it's we, not like a reading. No, we don't give readings. But what we do do, and we have had contact with readers who've actually bought their book and consulted it. And... We had we had very nice contact with somebody who had consulted uh, the oracle, but actually had not quite managed to consult it correctly, and so this person got an incorrect answer. So what we did is we pointed out where the person had made a mistake, and as a result, we helped him out. So we told him exactly what hexagrams of lines he'd actually received. Fortunately, this person had written down what he got from the beginning, from the start. And so I could deduce where, where he went off and simply give him the diagrams of how the message worked. And then it worked for him. So we have said on our Facebook that we are quite happy to help readers on their way that way. So in your case, if you wanted to do something, you would have to, to uh, uh, roll the coins and then you can determine what the outcome is. It brings me to another subject where it really becomes difficult to do it for somebody else. You can ask a question. Say, for instance, I want to move on. Um, should I move on uh, from this place? And then the I Ching comes with an answer that you say, ah, what does this have to do with, with it? And what that means is, and that is very difficult. The best thing is to say, okay, I, I put it on the shelf. I sleep on it. And at a certain point, it becomes clear that the I Ching is telling you where it's really at. But that is what you know best yourself, because you know your entire life. And if you ask somebody else to interpret it, then that person only knows what you tell him. But if it is about the relationship that the so-called reader doesn't know anything about, and then uh, he can't make sense of it. But you can do that yourself. That can be a difficulty of, of doing, doing the change for somebody else. And one thing I am absolutely certain of, and that is that the person who won't ask the question has to go do the procedure. Uh, uh, toss the coins or split the sticks. You can't do that. You have just like in tarot, querent has to draw the cards. You can shuffle them and uh, lay them out, but the querent has to select the cards mm. because 
that is yeah. the that is the because the querent is the one who wants the answer, so has to make the contact with the oracle, and then the reader can be helpful. But that is actually more like a counselor than uh, anything else. Sounds like it's a very intimate, individual experience. Yeah, and, yes, absolutely. You know, I've done some readings with some tarot cards before, was picking up like four people's energy in one reading. Oh, yeah. And so it got confusing because there were, you know, so many different messages that uh, the person that was sitting in front of me getting the reading were thought were for her, but they weren't. They were for the people that were sitting next to her. Oh, yeah. That, that gets yeah. confusing. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. I think generally, if you, when you consult the Ching Oracle, you do it in a very quiet place. You're relaxed. You have the, the question you want to ask very clear in your mind. And, and you consult it. And you can do that completely independently of anybody else. It's totally individual. That was my question. If you had to do anything to prepare, you know, some people go way over the top and they're like, oh, we got to sage the cards, we got to knock them, we got to do all these things. I do do some sort of, you know, I do because it, like Mandy said, I mean, I, I feel like if you don't separate the energy between people, it just keeps showing up the same stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is just mine. Yeah. And actually I have some decks that if I'm trying to read for someone else, I'm like, shoot, it's just keeps, my cards keep showing up over and over. Uh, and, and uh, I, and I've actually even had to understand that about that deck. Like that deck is just for me, I guess, because it won't change for another person. Yes. And, I, yeah. and I've tried everything. I've researched it. Okay, I've tried putting crystals on top of it, putting it out in the mood, you know, whatever. Yeah. It, it just wants to be mine. Yeah. And, and, then, and the reason for that is that as long as you're doing it, you're drawing the cards, it's you. The person has to do it. The person has to draw the cards. So you can uh, sit uh, like, like us, uh, a video conversation. But if that person doesn't draw the cards and then tell you what, what she's drawn, uh, it won't be her cards. It will be yours. If you have to do it, it will be, it will be yours. Well, that, that's an interesting thing because, you know, the whole thing, whether it's I Ching or Tarot, you're using what, what is called a random method to consult the oracle. So with the Tarot, you're picking up blind a card from here and there. And with the I Ching, you're, you're tossing coins. And the reason for that is because the, the conscious mind, the conscious rational mind cannot access the oracle. It can't, it can't get into the oracle because the conscious mind can't directly access the subconscious. So the oracle is something that facilitates the communication between the conscious mind and the subconscious. So uh, when, when you consult the oracle, the oracle gives you information about the future that is locked away in your subconscious. So the oracle is kind of a facilitator to give you uh, knowledge about your personal future kind of in, in a chronological sequence. Mm -hmm. that's that's how we understand how 
how the I Ching works and why you have to have a random method because you you just can't you can't see it. Yeah. Has the I Ching ever told you anything where you're like, no, this is a bad idea? <laughs> oh, many, many times. Many times. But you trusted and surrendered and followed it, or how did you deal with that? Well, sometimes we were stubborn and we said, <laughs> well, well, should we go for this job? And the I Ching said, don't do it. It's not going to work. But we said, okay, we're going to try anyway. And it didn't work. That kind of thing. And also, we've had many situations when we've been going through this world where the I Ching has told us, look, you've made a stupid mistake. You've done the wrong thing, folks. You have to realize that. So when you consult the Oracle, the Oracle tells you what you're doing wrong, what you've done wrong. And then you start to learn from your mistakes and it takes a long time. In that sense, it's a kind of uh, friend. I always have seen it as a bit of a, a wise uncle who isn't there to criticize you, but is there to guide you and will always tell you the truth, if you like it or not. But from somebody that you start to really trust, you will appreciate it sooner or later. But in the beginning, of course, also because you don't always understand how it works. Uh, yeah, you go down many uh, rabbit's holes. In hindsight, you say, yeah, but Yi Ching warned me that wouldn't work. But I didn't want to know because the problem for with doing the oracle for yourself is always that you have to get past your desires, your subjective desires. You want it so much, and then the Ching tells you, oh no, that's nothing. And then you try it anyway. And yeah, nevertheless. You know, this reminds me of The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Have you read The Alchemist? I haven't read it, actually. No, I, I never did. I should read it. I haven't done a lot of reading recently because my eyesight is pretty bad. Listen to it. The Audible. That's what yeah. I did. But The Alchemist, that's this magical change, isn't it? Or, or what? Yeah, and it's a journey. Uh, it's also a journey, a magical journey, a journey of change. And following yep. the signs, there's lots of guides, but it's a story about a boy and, you know, how he follows these signs and takes chances that he normally wouldn't and yes. discovers much more what is important in life. It's pretty amazing. That's the magical journey. Yeah, it's, it's so important for people to experience that because that's when you realize that although you're living in a kind of concrete mundane world that actually the magic the magic of, of your life and your future is real it's something else so you're more than just being a person in this world you, you you're a soul passing yeah. through yeah you know and you have a almost an infinite future thanks for recommending it what i will do is i, I will i will get hold of the the audio and, and listen to it and I'll come back to you on that. That would be I'll, great. I'll, I'll let you know. Okay, so I have a quick question for you. A lot of people believe in something behind these cards. So for example, my cards, I feel like sometimes are guided by who I believe to be my God. Sometimes my brother will, will come in through the cards. 
he had passed away, his spirit will come through. Do you believe that your higher self speaking it to you or is there, well, is there God behind these cards? That, that's really interesting because as far as we understand it, when you consult the Oracle, the I Ching Oracle, you are accessing your subconscious. And okay. your subconscious is an enormous repository of knowledge. So it's the subconscious is a repository of knowledge, particularly of the future. Okay. So when you consult the Oracle, you access knowledge that's locked away inside your psyche. But there's also another aspect to it, and that is this whole notion of angels and guardian angels, because the oracle gives you advice, it gives you help, it gives you guidance. So it's almost as though it is a being, a person from some other place, some other dimension. So our take is that there is a reality somewhere beyond this one where, where there are angels or whatever who, who, who can reach out and, and help to guide you through the world. And so it's, it's all the whole ancient idea about guardian angels, really. Well, and I also think about the layers of our lineages that live within us. If sometimes we don't think that deep, but I mean, like you're talking the subconscious mind, we're tapping into that, you know, maybe don't even, you know, the unknown that you don't even know, but it is there many generations before you, you know, this is living in your DNA. I mean, we don't just look like our ancestors. We don't just carry their traits. Right. And so I wonder how much that even comes to play. Well, I think that's an interesting point. Um, of course, you have human history and, and we're all humans and we're embedded in our present, past and, and future histories. So, yeah, it, it, it must play into it. I don't really uh, know much about that. Of course, you have the genetic aspect. I think, of course, there it, it varies probably from person to person how much past ancestry influences your present life that must vary a lot from person to person i think that it's a matter of choice i think you can choose to move on from the past or you can say no i want to keep with the past because it's good for me at this time in my life so i think it's it's an area where you can you can choose where you want to go you you can be free of the past mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to a certain extent honor it too exactly. you know honor even the hardships and and the good and i think of you joanna being that dutch strong woman you have a lot of strong women in your ancestry but then you have trauma you have all these different things everything they went through all good and bad made us who we are today i think it's a very interesting point you make you you can't ignore history at your peril. It's something you need to take very seriously. What passed, not only in your present life, but in previous lives and previous ancestries, to what extent that's shaped to what you are right now, I think it's a good point. You, you also have points that perhaps a mistake that has been repeated through the generations that you have to say, the book stops here, I'm going to do it differently. 
one of the things that I myself experienced with generations, at least as far as from the, my parents' parents, especially on my father's side, to my parents, is that they wanted way too much influence on the marriage and in fact on whom you married. Also, the influence went so far as the wrong partner was not being, um, say, promoted, to say it uh, gently. Then what you can choose to do is say, no, I think this partner is good for me. The book stops here. I'm not playing that game anymore. I'm not making that mistake. I turn around to say, I'm solidarity with my partner. That's my future. And mm -hmm. here I break with my past. Mm -hmm. That's an aspect of it, but that is where you have to break with it. Yeah. Other things are worthwhile to carry on with. That depends. And I bet all of the women before you, even though they made that choice, they are proud that you didn't. Because <laughs> they just wish they could have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's great. Indeed, that's, that's where the rebel comes in and overturns the apple cart. He says, okay, it's, everything's going to change now. Yeah. If our listeners, including myself, were to, actually, I already purchased your book. I got it on Amazon, but do they need to buy anything else? Where do they get these coins? Where do they get these sticks? My experience is that if you want to do it with sticks, before I had the kind of mail foil sticks, you can also... Uh, get a packet of uh, barbecue, wooden barbecue skewers, count of 50, set them aside and say, those, I put an elastic band or a ribbon around them and say, those are set aside for each end. By setting them aside, you dedicate them. That's enough. I think that the original milfoil sticks that there are shops that you can get them on the internet or in a new age shop, the kind of shop where you buy crystals, incense, etc. I don't think you absolutely need that. As far as coins are concerned, you can buy Chinese oracle or feng shui coins that are generally coins with a, with a hole in the middle. And use those but my experience i don't use those coins i use three clean yeah i use one point but the coins of one pound they're all the same denomination the idea is that the coins are uniform and that they have a clear head or tail and use those you dedicate them you set them aside and you don't use them for anything else anymore and okay. these coins, I like it to have them fresh, so new, newly minted, so as little circulation as possible. Yeah. And, and that's it. You can use any coins as long as they can easily be tossed, uh, the uniform, and they're, okay. and they're clean. Reminds me of the bag of bones that the voodoo would throw out the bones and then read them. And we had a guest on who had lived in Africa and he went and saw this great shaman lady and she did that. 
And I looked into the bones. You can buy those bones. And they're just like bones of different animals. Some of them were like, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, you can <laughs> buy them on like Amazon and have That's amazing. delivered. That's amazing. So just to clarify, because you know, us humans like to make everything way more difficult than it really is. I could go out over the next couple months and collect some twigs from trees and even use those as, as the sticks, correct? Absolutely, as long as you use a random method because that's the only way you can access the oracle, so. They shouldn't be too sick. Then they're difficult to handle. And imagine you have to have, you have 50 twigs, one you put aside and then 49, you have to hold up in your hands and then split. So they shouldn't be too sick. Mm -hmm. And you cut them all the same lengths, so that you have a bunch. Okay. Doesn't matter because my I Ching uh, sticks are also not all uniform size, but if they are too thick, they're difficult to handle. But the barbecue skewers, you know, the yeah. ones that are about 12 inches or so long, these barbecue skewers uh, made of wood, they also do it. Okay. Uh, you also have like the ruins where it was just rocks. You know, I mean, there's all from all over the world. You had all of these tools of divination, all of these yeah. ways to connect. Simple too, really. It's it's really so ancient, isn't it? You know, it's, it's amazing. I, you have even people. I don't have much feeling for it because you have nothing in your hands. Who who use it, uh, who put some, something uh, on, on the internet about I Ching and use a computer randomizer. Mm. The problem mm -hmm. is, and you say, okay, you got the randomizer idea, but you don't have the personal contact. The oracle is designed for the message with the coins or the message with the sticks. That is how, from the ancient uh, Chinese tradition, I Ching works with these these two methods, but the general principles throughout all the oracles is the randomizer. Yeah. And that's and astrology is something else that works yeah. with the heavenly bodies and calculation. So that's a different kind of thing. But oracles in general, there's always some kind of randomizer, some kind of random method, mm -hmm. because that is what bypasses the intellect brings you to the subconscious and in that subconscious from that subconscious state you receive what comes from elsewhere mm. what is it, the knowledge that is inside you and the knowledge that comes from elsewhere but that is where you're open to it and you guys are awesome <laughs> <laughs> where can we find your book where can our listeners pick up a copy of this book um the, the book itself always say, have a look at the website of our publisher, that is www.johnhuntpublishing.com. When you then type in the title of our book in the search box, I Ching, again, I Ching Oracle is already enough, but the full name is the I Ching Oracle, the guide through the human maze then on that uh, website, you can see some information about the book and the very short biography of the authors. 
And if you click on the buy button, you can get it. By the way, you can get a paperback or an ebook. You click on the buy button. That buy button gives you a choice to go to Amazon or to Barnes and Noble or to IndieBook.com and I think Hive.com. But you can also go to your local bookstore. It is registered, it has an ISBN number, so they will also be able to order it for you if you rather go through the bookstore. We hope, of course, that local bookstores that have a bit of an assortment, a bit more specifically mind, body, spirit, that they will stock it. And if they then are clever enough to stock coins and sticks as well, And you know what, speaking of your publisher, he's become a dear friend of ours and we love Gavin and we've had Gavin on as a guest and yeah, we just have such a soft spot for that man. And so thank you so much, Gavin, for sending these two beautiful souls to us today. Yeah, We appreciate you guys joining us. It's been such a pleasure to meet you. Well, thank you very much. It's been great to be with you. And I will listen to The Alchemist and come back to you. And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. I would say have the courage to find your own paths and trust that however difficult the times may be, you will find your way through it. And you will find, and you you should trust to find the meaning of what you're going through. We're all here on the path to learn. Keep learning, keep going, stay open, and be not afraid to change. Beautiful. Yeah, and and really, I can only repeat there what, what has always been uppermost in our minds is that This world is an arena in which the purpose of our lives is to develop and grow as individuals, but then that is real, authentic individuals, free, free of any conditioning or societal pressure. Ah, beautiful. Well, you guys have been absolutely wonderful. Thank you for joining us from your cellar today. And again, thank you for just sharing your your knowledge, your wisdom, your authenticity, and your lives with us. Well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to be with you both. You too. We really enjoyed it. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.